Right then, podcast eight. We might sound a little bit different. We've uh, moved all the equipment into the hub, or aka the yoga room, because um, there's a few of us in. There's um, Rocco's first podcast. We've also got the usual Chris on, his, on his soapbox. Um, Lewis and Luke are in. But for the so. record, because I never thought to say this, but... Uh, we're actually taking Lewis's virginity uh, live on air. I mean, podcast virginity, obviously. Yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, and we're. Um, guess what? We're talking about lockdown two. So, uh, we are in lockdown two, one of only a handful of business sectors that. Handful? Oh, no, sorry. Just one of the two business sectors that are currently locked down. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about motivation. We all know I hate that word. Uh, talk a little bit about motivation and a little bit about how lockdown's affecting us. So yeah, welcome boys. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be on. Try not to whisper, Luke. Try. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lockdown two, how are you finding it? I, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind the summer one. I mean, you know I didn't like the summer one. Nice weather. <laughs> bit of sunbathing, taking dog out, it's, it's not the same this time here, is it, and like obviously gyms just got back up and going, it actually, I think first time round I kind of took it as a thing that it's going to be a one time thing and then enjoy it and then get back to normal, and just as you get back to normal, sort of back in this situation again, and yeah, I ain't enjoying it half as much this time round, to be honest with you, I'm ready to get back to the gym, get back to work and get back to seeing people as normal again really. The whistling isn't Lewis. It's um, it's Rocco crying in the background. It's not it's not Lewis being nervous. What have you got to say? How do you feel about lockdown two, Rocco? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably about the same. But yeah, you're right, Luke. I mean, it's it's just massively different this time round, isn't it? I mean, it's um, it's just it's cold, it's dreary, um, and yeah, and I think we all came back kind of different after that first lockdown we all came back kind of raring to go and you know everyone and I'll be honest everyone especially Lewis like came back with a bit more kind of let's make this gym work kind of attitude after that first lockdown um, so yeah how do you feel this time around Lewis? Well personally um, obviously I'm quite fortunate so I've got I've got quite a bit of kit at home um, to do my training with but um, so that's what's keep me, keeps me motivated as well as me, my dad being interested in the, in the same industry. Um, so that, that's where my thrive to come and train and um, be a part of... Stop! <laughs> no. And that's where it all comes from for me. Um, and, I, and I understand this time of year as well, a lot of people do try um, stay away from the gym because it's like a, an eating time of year. Loads of people eat more food and, and they fatten up in summer. People want to train more, don't they? Do you know what, though? That's a really good point because, you know, let's be honest, I use uh, our lass as a prime example. Our lass loves, and there's no to her, but she will hibernate for three months a year. And you, she, do, you just do 12, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realise we were getting sizes. But what you've just said about fattening up, it, it's that time of year, you're going to go out and walk less. Uh, I think it's a, a good stance, really. We should introduce at this point that, obviously, socially distanced, a uh, friend of the gym, Josh Goodgen, has joined us. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to bring in some non, 
uh, Jim Banter and probably, <laughs> and probably uh, keep us on track as well because we know Josh is the professional in this field as well. Hey, you guys are pros, man. I'm just, uh, I thought I'd just dive in. You said you want to do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Can't be in. Yeah, well, socially distanced, of course. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously, one of the things we were saying was when we started this, we've just done some home workout videos. Um, we're, we're hoping that this is only for four weeks. Uh, Obviously, anything can change. I personally think it will be for four weeks this time. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the government want to get us back up and running, but we had a couple of people who, everyone knows what to do, but it's bizarre that they just want to be given something to do. Nobody wants to sit on a morning and create their own home workout. Yeah. yeah. They want something given to them that they'll do, and we had lots and lots of requests, so uh, Lewis and uh, Luke have just filmed a load, which, to be honest with you, are quite funny, because we've got to see... Baz doing his uh, booty workout, is he? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you mind what you're saying there? Like, there's, there's no worse than trying to motivate yourself and try and figure out, even though you know how to do it, like, you could have been told the workout a million times and you could have written down, but unless somebody tells you to do it on that morning or somebody shows you, you're not going to do it. Yeah. It's just one of them, isn't it? Like, it's like having a person, like the value of a personal trainer. I never understood the value of a personal trainer until I, start, until I had Joe as a personal trainer. Because I'm like, oh, it seems like, a lot, it seems like a lot of money or a waste of money, but the value you get from actually learning how to train properly then you see results, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of value in it, so I think we need that, that leadership, and that's where you guys need to be guided, members. And we've, we've done no complicated when the videos go out over the next few days. They're really, really simple. Everything that can be done at home on a sofa, within 12 and 20 minutes, it's like, or else you make it as hard or as easy as you want. But it was mental that you think, we've had a lot of people that are on like the Try 90, so they're learning stuff like you did when you were PTing with Joe. Yeah. But they just want it given to them, you know, and that's the bit. People have got enough pressures at the moment to have to sit and work it out. They just want to be spoon fed a workout, something that's going to make them above all else feel good. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like, like when I was in navy, like you get told what to do. Do you know what I mean? It's easy. You just rock up. All you have to do, like, all you have to do is get dressed. That's it. Your day sorted. So, like, if you can take care of that first hour of somebody's day, all you have to do is just get the trainers on and some shorts, and you tell them exactly what to do. And after an hour, they're going to feel me. Yeah. Like, you can't ask much more than that. And it isn't, one of the things we said at start, and obviously I walked out of the room at that point, was at the height of the first workout. You couldn't go anywhere on social media without seeing people working out in the garden. First lockdown, you mean? Yeah, that, what did I say? Workout. For your first, the first lockdown, yeah. Everyone were out in garden. Who's going to be out in garden now? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's bad enough to take your dog for a walk at the moment. Does it even come daylight? I noticed. Like, no, it's just not just a with it. To yeah. be honest, that's the only difference for me, this this kind of time because I'm not having to set my alarm for 20 past 4 in the morning um, <laughs> I can kind of pick my hours that I work I'm not I can actually walk to work in daylight um, which is a novelty it's a novelty yeah. yeah but yeah going back to the, the coaching and I mean I'm a prime example of this at the minute because I've got um, fingers crossed it'll still be going ahead um, I've got a bit of an outdoor um, thing it's hard to it's a it's a basically it's called breakpoint and i'm doing that with my coaching group on uh, on the 10th of december and that's completely outside my comfort zone so when we're talking about motivation and coaching i've had to reach out and get somebody else to do my programming for me yeah. um for that simply for the same reason you just said josh because i need somebody that's um basically gonna be messaging me saying how did you find that workout today you know like yeah. How did, you, how did you get on with it? And I've, I've had to reach out to one of our uh, CrossFit coaches, Sam, at Utopia, just to, to put me some workouts together. 
to keep me going because I know for a fact when you do have a level of education on the gym floor, you're just going to pick what you like doing. If I asked you, I, Joe showed me workout and it wasn't, I wasn't interested, but I actually said to him, why did you need that? Because there was nothing on there that I hadn't seen you do for either you or someone else. And I asked, why have you done that? And that's that accountability again, because you wanted something that you'd be told to do, not what you yeah, chose yeah. to do. Mm. Like I could, I could come in and do, I could build, for example, pull-ups into a workout dead easy. I could mm. build that into my programming dead easy. But the way that Sam's done it for me <laughs> is by far, well, it's, it's far from easy. But it's, I gave him a brief of, this is what I'm going to be getting ready for. The guy that runs Breakpoint um, was one of the guys that came up with SAS Who Dares Wins uh, TV programme. Is it Ollie? Ollie Ollerton, yeah. Um, and he's mad on his CrossFit. He's like a CrossFit competitor. He does it all the time. So obviously if I'm going to do one of his events, I'm going to ask a mm-hmm. CrossFit coach yeah, yeah. to put me my um, training together. So yeah, if you're wondering why Luke went quiet, it's because he was he'd rather <laughs> kind of cuddle the dog on the, on the sofa. I'll just keep it quiet. Just keep quiet. quiet. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, how are you finding the garage workouts then? I'm 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 lucky because, like, say my um my dad he's, he's always been into training, rugby player when he did a bit of rugby when he was younger and stuff like that. So he's always been into training. He's got everything I need really to keep going. We've got a basic bench, dumbbells hundred kilos off of plates and barbells so I don't really struggle um, only thing you're missing out on is just a bit of machinery work and stuff like that, that I have at the gym which I'm missing out on but other than that I don't really struggle with it I think Xbox the... back out and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't played in it since you've before, have you? And, uh, what, makes box? Yeah. No, it come out last lockdown, then went back in uh, loft, and now he's back out now for a, for a month, so... Bit of war zone. Yeah, a bit of Xbox, Netflix, few movies, and a <laughs> uh, bit of training. I've got to say, last night, if our last listens to this, she went, oh, what's that? I just had a notification on her PayPal account, and I've just pre-ordered Call of Duty that comes out on Friday. <laughs> um, and I'm at hospital with young enough morning, and I've basically said, yeah, we're going to spend Friday afternoon playing it. In other words... It'll be me. Because <laughs> the thing is, without any of those games, if you don't play them at start, you go to play them, and everybody's got all their guns and stuff, and then you put it back in cupboard because you can't touch yeah. it. So I've set out that while it's a lockdown, I'm going to spend this weekend isolating with Call of Duty. I'm not going to speak to our lass or anything. <laughs> That'll go down well, I'm sure. <laughs> she, she'd rather be out of way, if I'm honest. Yeah, she doesn't really like me anyway. You don't need to be crap, because you're too old now, aren't you? You've lost that dexterity. <laughs> right, so, I realised something, and I was talking to, there's a generational thing, so my next door neighbour, I was talking to him the other week, and he plays it, and he's nine years younger than me, and this is how old I am, so I bought a PlayStation, I think, when it came out when I was 16, and it only had one set of shoulder buttons. I still play PlayStation <laughs> with one, and if I watch him, who was eight years behind me when he got the PlayStation 2 that came with the two shoulder buttons, and Mikey, they all, no, I'm doing it like people can see me on the camera, but they have the two fingers around the shoulder buttons. Yeah. I use one set of fingers and have to do them both at the same time. And that's beca- and that's just obviously at that point I absorbed it and I can't change from that. So, yeah. Mate, I'm really sad for you. It's a first world problem. Yeah, all these all these lockdown issues and yeah, you're talking about shoulder buttons. (laughs) You're still like Sega Mega Drive, like two dimensions, going around a wheel. I love Sega. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be I'll be here. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, good, because you can have everything finished. <laughs> I'll be here taking these jobs off, Chris. You enjoy, you enjoy, you enjoy your PlayStation. Oh, now you make me feel guilty. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is, it, obviously, everyone in here, probably apart from me, is well into the training anyway, but um, one of the things that a lot of members came around, and obviously there was a big push around this lockdown and trying to keep gyms open, I don't think you can underestimate, though, the, the power that people miss by not being able to come in and speak, train with other people. Mm. Uh, you guys have obviously, you've got all your routines and everything else. The the amount of messages we had trying to keep us open, and I do think that it has such a, a detrimental mental health of just coming in, training, having a laugh with other people. Um, we've got a number of, I say men more than anything, it's just the guys that speak to me that actually live on their own, Coming into the gym is their social part of the week. Uh, I don't think they're out big drinkers. Obviously, work really hard. And I know they work a lot of hours and a lot of shifts. The gym is their social. And, and going into lockdown for four weeks, living on your own without the gym is massively, massively difficult. And uh, I think it's more than the physical side of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what I'd say for that is, like, I do... Uh, I train in the gym and I do, like, jiu-jitsu with Danny and stuff on mats. And, like, that is, like, a social, like, you get to know everybody, you have a laugh. That is, like, part of your, your socialising, especially if you're not a drinker or, like, you don't go out and stuff, like, if that's, if that's you seeing your mates as well. It's, it's, it's just been dragged from un, under everybody, hasn't it? Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's a savage time, man. It's, like, it's awful, you know. Well, I think when it happened, and obviously there was a big thing, because I think some of the first gyms have got shut down in Liverpool, and obviously there was Nick... Uh, Whitcomb, yeah, yeah. It started with it, and he has a number of them, and he was quite open and said that he called it suicide watch. I don't necessarily think that's the politically correct term, but they had a number of members that they knew were in a, a vulnerable position that in the last lockdown they kept in touch with, and that was the premise of the world that those gyms on the world in Liverpool not locking down at the start. But it was interesting when that came out, the amount of people who come in this gym that I, I would say I didn't realise had their own challenges that opened up, I think, because one set of gyms said it, and they said around, that people were talking to us going, I don't know how to cope with it, I don't know if you know I have mental health issues, or I've got mental health issues, I feel like I'm always battling it, and there were loads of them that started to talk, and it was surprising that if you said we might have anywhere between four and 500 members at any time, and I reckon there were close to 20 members that have openly spoke to me about it, that's quite a decent percentage of people that I wasn't aware of before. I think as well, though, I mean, it's, it's not... And I mean the don't want to I don't want to speak out of context, but I think mental health that term gets banded around quite a lot, and I think a lot of it is more like it's just um, it's kind of like mind management. My coach talks about it like mind management um, in regards of when when your routine's thrown out, obviously that creates a lot of external stress, and I think that's kind of one. Josh hit on the hit on. Um, routine which which everyone's routine when you, you think about I mean even myself my hobbies are quite social I, I like to play darts I like to play eight ball pool so if I'm not at the gym and I'm not at home I'm generally I'm generally in Molly Sports Lounge playing darts or playing pool I don't drink I'm teetotal but there's guys in there that just go in there and spend hours hours and hours and hours on a snooker table on a pool table, just, and and when you do anything like that, play darts, play any sport, golf's very similar, you cannot think of anything else, you cannot, for you to perform well at that sort of a game, and I suppose computer games are the same, you have to be focused on that, so all the other issues that are bombarding you in your everyday life, all your other stresses, all your other 
things in your head disappear mm. because you're 100% focused yeah. on what you are doing right in front of you. And that goes for anything like we talk about like the bodybuilders on the gym floor, you talk about your guys on, on, the, on the ABT side doing the jiu-jitsu or the, or the striking. When they're in that zone, they are, they are 100% focused on and that. blocking everything else out. And everything else. And that is meditation. That's mm. mind management. That's, that's 100% focus. And what happens with any sort of a lockdown like this, we lose the focus. And when, when you lose your focus, you lose your purpose. I've lost my purpose. My purpose has been on that gym floor. And to be fair, getting um, praise, getting mm. validation off that gym, off that off the people on that gym floor for how the gym looks, for the coaching that our coaches give, for everything that we do here, the coaching I give, the validation is what keeps me going. Mm. And when you lose that purpose, it's very, very hard to kind of find another purpose because you can't do it. And that's the thing in terms of routine. My Monday routine, Monday is technically my day off. I come in, I float, I float about a little bit at the gym. I go to darts, I play pool. Some would say get in way, but we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, but I'm an owner. That's what you're meant to do. You know, Lewis is behind reception, just like, when's he going? When's he going? When's he going? Um, texting group, when's he going? Um, but that that kind of thing. And then when this happened, I'll be I'll be honest, one hundred percent, all cards on the table. I spent Friday. All day on the sofa, nursing, nursing a migraine that I probably brought on myself because I was completely out of my routine. And it's and it's that. And I think the best thing. I mean, we, obviously we've been inundated with messages about borrowing kit and and all the rest of it. Personally, I'm I'm not in a place where I want to start lending kit out this time. I'm more in a place of I'd rather coach people to work on their morning routine, their evening routine, their sleep routine. I'd rather coach people on that and get them doing mobility workouts or bodyweight workouts like we've put together, like the lads have put together today. I'd much rather people kind of do something like that because that's going to create a different challenge in a time that's a different challenge. Well, realistically, in two and a half weeks, we should be allowed to open again. And uh, I'm going to put a post out, but legitimately... We can open the gym for organised training for under 18s of up to 15 people. So wow. now, so we're probably going to do a couple of sessions next week because we do have a number of kids that come in and train between probably 14 and 18 years old. But without going all political, because I try not to boys bash too much on this, but um, uh, in theory that means Lewis could come in and train with the 18-year-olds because he's when are you 19? December 2nd. So we basically. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so actually, up yeah, until then, yeah. but yet Luke couldn't train, you know, so that's what's crazy, but we are going to do that, and actually, uh, there's a number of kids and stuff that are out there that are the teenagers that will be allowed to come in, and that's one of the reasons why I've messaged a lot of people back and said about the kit, that we are going to open it up for what we can get away with right now. Yeah, I think, like, I've been outside of, like, the gym world, like, I don't own a gym, I'm not a part of a gym, I'm not a member, but... You guys have properly fallen through cracks. Like we've seen it all with last six, seven months. We've seen people, small businesses, fall through the cracks. Once they didn't get furlough help, once they didn't yeah. get financial help, whatever. You know, there's so many people that's fallen through, and you, unfortunately, you guys are just one of those this time. <laughs> to 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 throw it in, as of this morning, we got we did an appealing on our business rates. Yeah. So which started in November last year, got uh, approved to be go through it in January. It got approved this morning, so it's taken a year. 
and we spoke to Leeds City Council and said, now does that mean we're eligible for the grants that we didn't get first time round? And they said, oh, it's shut at end of September. Get off. Honestly, that <laughs> happened this morning. I keep, and, and, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, to be fair, Leeds City Council, they know it's the, it's the rates office and the central government that do that. But because we'd started it in November last year, they Leeds City Council are taking it up for us and trying to write special dispensation. Yeah, yeah. But as of this morning, I was like, got approved, run first thing, and they went, we can't do over here. So that we're falling through cracks. I could have cried this morning. I um, I saw like a meme. On, so I know a bunch of freelancers and stuff, and like I saw a meme, it like, we're all in the same boat, it's like a yacht. And then there's the one underneath that says, this is my boat, and it's that scene, you know, from Castaway. That's how it's felt. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if we get opened up in a, a couple of weeks, then hopefully people want to come back. And then going back to what you said before, Louis, that you know, this is a time for you say fattening people. Fattening up. people, up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like eating all the food, up, the Christmas shopping. I mean, it is comfort snacking, food season, yeah. isn't it? It's comfort food season. Yeah, I've, I've smashed six mince pies already so far this year. Mate, it lasts like, ten minutes. That's, <laughs> that's why you went quiet. Like, you guys, you did everything. Like all gyms did everything that they could pre-lockdown. Like the that they ticked all the boxes, put perspex glass up, you know, clean equipment, do this, do that. Everyone did it. Ventilation. All that sort of stuff. People are going to come flooding back because like what, there's nothing else to do. They want to be here. It's just, it's, I think it's like criminal that you guys can't open. Mm. Like genuinely, do I just think it's one of them. Because, I mean, I put it on the LinkedIn, like, that Monday I went to work and there were, like, kids walking to school, there were builders getting the butties from butter shop, buses were full, taxis were full. Didn't look like a lockdown, but you guys couldn't open. Well, and I was just like, that is absolutely, like, you guys were one of the people I felt for. It, like, this is politics. It feels a little bit, and again, I'll try to be not too political, but I saw the day WH Smiths is open, and I was thinking, what do you need from WH Smiths that's essential? Flores are open as well. Well... I mean, look, I don't want to, because if there's any independent businesses, it did feel a little bit like the mainstream businesses were allowed to keep going and the independent businesses were shut down. And maybe that's just my viewpoint. That's what it felt like. A lot of small businesses weren't allowed to open. But yet when you see something like WH Smiths and then it would be an M and Range, you know, I thought Range just did garden furniture and bedding. None of that's necessarily what I'd class as essential. Yeah. And I just can't get my head around it. And so the consistency is not there. Um, but there is, I mean, that petition to keep gyms open is at 650,000 people. Um, and last night I saw that that's still not being debated, even though it's at 650,000 people. It's got the largest amount of signatures of any open petition in UK government. history. And yet there was one to get fans back to watch football, which I agree with, to be honest with you. I think you could do something because ultimately it's outdoors. Yeah, yeah. It's about us. And it's got 182,000 signatures and it got debated straight away. Yeah. And I think that's not fair. Do you know what I mean? I think that one thing, like, so my sister works in, in NHS, she works on ICU, and I said to her, like, is it as real, like, you know, you, you're hidden away, aren't you? You, don't, you can't see anybody anymore. No. I'm like, is it as real as they say? And you're like, it's worse. It's like, it genuinely is worse this time. So like, that need, that needs to be set. But if, the, if, it is as, if it is worse and it is as bad as it was, it should be a proper lockdown again, like everything, you know, not like this half-assed effort, because they've got to do something to prevent the spread. But this in the answer. Mm. This is just this is just savage for you, Rob. Yeah, it is, especially when we think that there's, you know, end of the day you can go fight over toilet roll, and yeah. and probably be at more risk than you are going and training on your own in a gym or with your mate. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Rocco clearly doesn't like what we're saying at that stage. So, uh, look, one of the things that I would say about uh, the training is that 
everyone's at home and you know the workouts are great but someone might do one of your workouts and uh, work on the booty uh, improvement pads that you've so amazingly put together today but it is only a, such a small percentage of what needs to be done and um, Joe talks about habits but if you're at home how easy to walk past the fridge and open it up and you have three biscuits a day or five biscuits a day instead of one and it's it's keeping you know putting your own little tricks in there to stop yourself from binge eating Biscoff biscuits which I found in our cupboard last night <laughs> and I love a Biscoff <laughs> And there's lots of things you can do. I mean, one of the one of the things that I always find I eat better quality um, if I do an online shop, which I know is not not always appropriate for a lot of people. But if you if you go online to do an online shop, you are more likely just going to buy the essentials. You know, you're not going to. I mean, obviously, supermarkets, all shops, the the set up on purpose to be good at selling those those products. You know, like. The, the products that are on eye level are always the, the best products for you. You know, the yeah. products by the, the checkout when you're queuing, you know, they're the snacky stuff. That's when that gets put in. You, you don't pick that sort of stuff when you when you buy online, mm. in my experience. Yeah. You know, and that that's, again, but I think I touched on it a second ago, having that kind of morning routine, having that... Um, <laughs> Josh has been systematically moving his... Jacket away from the dog and the dog's just plugged himself straight on top of it. Class. Um, but yeah, trying to build that a really, really good morning routine. Trying to build a really, really good evening routine and then having a set structure of at this time I'm going to eat this, at this time I'm going to eat this. Even having days. I mean, I know a lot of the bodybuilders will have like a couple of days a week where they just batch prep food. I personally couldn't do that again because I've, I've lived that life, don't like it. But, you know, even setting up things like that, it's just it's just ideal. Having all the, for the for the families out there, um, having all, like, the, the the chocolates, even for you, Chris, having, like, the beer, if you if you had that locked away in a different part of the house or in I the garage or, or anywhere <laughs> like that, you're less likely, less likely to go look for something. But have you lived with that last? That's a trick question. I'm no, mate, answer. I just... Call around briefly and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat like a. Yeah, like, just like my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, even stuff like because I mean, I, and portioning like I've I've said it before. Like I'm, I'm a big like sweets guy. Like sweet tooth biscuits, all that kind of thing. If I put a film on, and like even like savory snacks like crisps and stuff like that everything's share bag size now everything's mm. massive everything you buy is share bag but if I if I take the whole there's, bag there's in, not in them though you ever opened them and thought but, fucking hell <laughs> there's no package by Amazon yeah. <laughs> but when, when I, if I take the whole bag in it, it's just gone it's gone mm. like a metronome just, just one after another straight in whereas if I just take that little bit of time and say right I'm just going to put a handful in this bowl take the bowl in once the bowl's empty I'm asked getting back up and going out yeah. and getting some more. And I think it's that. It's those kind of habits. Or having other things in the way. Um, and setting up things like doorway triggers. So every time you walk through the door, you automatically think of something else. So it, when I walk into the kitchen, rather than going to the, the kind of sweetie cupboard, the first thing I look at is the kitchen sink. 
and I've just programmed myself to look at the kitchen sink. So then if there's something that needs washing up or something that he's putting away... You give it to Gemma. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do that. It's a little bit high for Gemma, I've got to do it. Um, but I'll, I'll sort that out. So I'll, do, I'll wash a couple of mugs up or wash that, that plate up. And then I've forgotten why I've gone into the kitchen. See, in our house, I can't do that because I have our last chance at sink. Uh, doing chores that she needs to do do you know what I mean because that's how I roll our house and uh, if you're listening Tash do as you told her yeah alright alright Donald <laughs> I wish that were the case I'm bitching our house yeah. so. so what are your best habits then Luke um, apart from Xbox yeah I, I, I agree what everyone's saying there about having habits and stuff like that but I think it, with people it just boils down to whether they want to do it or not whether they've got a reason why they're going to do something you know um, you can have all little tricks and stuff like that but think to a lot of people is it's one if you say you're going to do something just do it like start it don't oh, start, start it tomorrow thing, it? you know mm. like I, I tell a few of my clients like when it comes to like food and things like I'm getting on track with it for the first week or so or maybe even two weeks it is a bit of a chore but it's, it, it starts that way then it becomes like what you say it becomes routine then um, so I think for most people it's just stop making excuses why you have to need them extra biscuits and yeah, I, don't, I just think to some extent, I think like, I don't know, I mean, I'm a bit controversial, so I just think people are lazy. Mm. I do, I think it boils down to people are lazy and they just want to eat the biscuit, that it's easy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I it's think easy. You, what you've said there is the why. Yeah, you've got to have a reason because why. If you haven't got goal. a why, you're yeah. going for it. And, and that, look, it's easy for me to say, but in the year that we've had this, I haven't had a why. Yeah. And we've had it's easy, isn't it, just to make excuses. Make to, excuses. What's some reason why I can't do it today or... I think start with little goals as well, like little routines, you know, when people are starting gym or they start something new, oh, I want to go five times a week, six times a week, start making sure you're getting in twice a week, you know, so you're achieving something. So if you say you're going to have, if you're having five biscuits a day and say, say you're going to have two biscuits a day, but do it for a few days, yeah. hit hit that and you've, you've achieved something, you've not you've not over overdone something, you know what I mean, you've stuck to your moderation or whatever it is and go from there. Um, biggest problem you've got, I think, is like modern world, and it everyone wants instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. on social, I need 12 likes. Yeah, I'm running a run. <laughs> you better know my best 5k time. Yeah, you know, like mm. just yeah. I'm a big believer, like, with anything that I've sort of tried to set out to achieve, is I'll just do it. And then when I've done it, people are like, oh, How did you do that? Even though it might have took me a year of yeah, just yeah. absolute graft, like yeah. behind the scenes. But I'd rather just do it and not say it. Whereas a lot of people go in reverse, like, and, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, yeah, I'm gonna run a marathon. And it's like, Mate, you can't even run to sink. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> do you know what? It's, it's hard. Like, cause I, I mean, I can only come myself with my train and stuff like that. I've enjoyed the process of, yeah. of training for years and years and years and years and years. Um, I've never, or I've, I've seen someone who thinks has a great physique and so I know I've never let that get me down. I've, I've used it as like that added motivation. I want to get towards that, but in my own version of it, or you it's, know, and enjoy what you're doing along the way to, to get in there instead of like, oh, I'm yeah. already at this position, I, I'm miles away from there. You set yourself little ghosts to, yeah. you know, people you see don't it's lose competition, a competition. Like, yeah, yeah, look at yeah, people yeah. and like, see it like a competition. Like, like, it should like be that's, affecting your, that's affecting yeah. your, and, and, but a good mentality is to take that as I've always looked at, I remember when I was a kid and I used, I used to play golf, mate. I used to look to play with best players because I knew I was going to play better. I only had 13, 14 and I'd looked at where best players in club were. And I'd like, I want to play with him because I'm one, I'm going to learn from him because he's, he's better than me. And two, he's going to make me play better because naturally, I, I just always have found that that helps. So if I see a bodybuilder or someone I think looks great, I'll watch what they do and pick something up that I can work on. But 
I don't know, we're going a bit off topic from food and daily habits here, but, you know, don't look at it as like, oh, it's a chore to do this. Look at it as like a form of progression and just somewhere to set little goals and just achieve and, you know, move it a long way and stuff like that. That's like a perfect mentality, that. Like, you're, you are genuinely like a product to your environment. So, yeah. like, if you want yeah. to be, if you want to be a millionaire, if, like, it might be like, we're all from like Eggman White Batley, you remember, like, there ain't even many millionaires, is there? No. So, like, it seems completely unattainable. But if you start hanging around with millionaires, yeah, like it just it's normal. It's yeah, normal yeah. for them. So like then you would start working your way towards. It's like if you, you start picking up their daily habits, you'll, 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 like you'll pick up on it. So you yeah, you it's your circle. You learn how to lose thing. as well. Yeah, you yeah. learn how to lose, yeah. and you learn how to take the wins from yeah, losing. Yeah. But that I mean the that kind of mindset of like um, there's a lot of guys in the coaching group I'm in. It's like a business mentoring type group. And like one thing our coach Paul always says to us is, is, is very much like you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to run a six figure business with a five figure mentality. Mm. Like you've got you've got to basically even if you have even if you're miles away from having a six figure business, you've got to think of it of right, if it was a six figure business, what would I be doing right now? Yeah. Like how do I need to work right yeah, now? Yeah. Or like you say, who do I need to be around right now in order to yeah, kind of get there. Your best, anyone, businessman, sportsman, whatever, they already had that mindset long before they were at the top, whatever they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, pick any any sportsman, whatever, Tiger Woods in golf. Do you know what I mean? We're the best of all time, if not best. He, he were already doing the same things he were doing when he were winning all his tournaments from when he was three, five years old. Like, Ronaldo, footballer, do you know what I mean? Well, we've all watched the, Last Dance, oh, haven't we? Lockdown. Yeah, that's, that's a great, prime example. I've ever seen that with Michael Jordan, yeah, and just them guys in general, but they already had that attitude long before they were best at what they do. And then they've um, got a coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's that iceberg, in it? It's like, you see the top of the iceberg, but you don't see the rest of it. It's yeah. the same sort of, like, analogy. And I do think, though, there's got to be a why. So even, like, Tiger yeah. Wood, his why might have just been that he loved golf, yeah. and then he wants to become the best. Yeah. The problem is if people don't have a why. So, you know, one of the things that I've learned in the years since I've had this is when people just go, I want to get fit. What does that mean? Yeah. It's fluffy. Yeah. Because it is fluffy. And I know it's really hard. And sometimes, I've said it a couple of times, you can see people wince when you say it because as if, well, I wasn't expecting that. But what is fit? Because for you, Josh, that might be that you want to get the Ironman done because I know that's one of the things you've talked about. Your fit isn't going to be doing the cardio that Josh does. No. You, you were in the stage this year. Do you know what I mean? And, and so we've all got different <laughs> versions of fit, but it's this phrase that's just fluff. Yeah. But I go back to it a why, and I actually found a why for me two weeks ago. Um, that it's the first time I've probably had in about three or four years that I've had a why, and I thought, right, and now in my head I've got two or three years where I want to get to my why that I, I get a sense of achievement do you know what I mean and I don't mean work achievement I mean like physical achievement and like I said you're looking two or three years in, 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 in there so that's like you can enjoy the little progress along the way into achieving that and that's what people need to get in general not not look whether it's a weight loss thing to say oh I want two stone off because you're not going to lose two stone in a, yeah. in, in, a, in a week and a month you've got to enjoy the training the food, what you're eating along the way. and Oh, you've got to learn to love it. Oh, yeah. you've got to learn yeah. to love it. There's got to be something in the yeah. process that you enjoy, though. Yeah, it's like there. sometimes you've got to eat shit. Like sometimes it's going to be graft. Yeah. It, is going to be, yeah. it is going to be hard work. And we spoke about this before. Like like the, the kind of like just do it, just get on with it, kind of that attitude you've got. Like I know for a fact, like you're not a massive veg eater. But when it comes to... If your goal changes, so let's say you're prepping, you know you have to bulk out your nutrition with veg, even though you hate it. 
you know, and that and that's kind of like that that yeah. thing of like, well, I do love the process. I love all this process going through. But there's gonna be fifteen to twenty weeks out a year where I'm gonna fucking hate this process. Mm, yeah, yeah, 100%. but but I'm only gonna see the rest of those weeks. I'm only gonna see those other thirty odd weeks, like improvement. Yeah. By doing this twenty weeks of and that's where shit. I think like for me it's easy because the 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 results I get from it outweigh that little bit of pain of eating things I don't enjoy or whatever, but and I think that's what people need to realise, like, to some extent, it's it's not always going to be dead easy. Like, it is for a certain amount of time, and then people plateau or whatever. You've got to realise there is a bit of work to put in there as well. I've got to say, I can't believe you don't eat veg. I didn't like veg, because... The smell sometimes if you follow you into the bathroom. I don't believe that ain't me. That ain't me. Jesus, there's no way you don't eat broccoli. That's when Rocco's lean on account all day. Yeah. With it, Jesus all day Christ, with it. yeah. For anyone who hasn't followed any of these bodybuilders into a, a toilet, it's an experience that you want to avoid wait, wait, at all costs. Wait, wait till I'm on the veg. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But I want to say, we've, we've had been in lockdown for what, a week? Just over a week? Mm. And in my. I know. In, in my friend time. circle, uh, there's four of them that have put on within a week. I'm doing keto diet, oh, yeah. and it's really hard because we've all seen the diets, and I'm having to not comment because it's friends. You know what I mm. mean? But what you what you've said is it's on social media, and I'm not. Maybe that's there, but maybe they need to put it out there. You'd somebody argue that's the accountability part, for whatever reason. I'm doing keto diet. I'm doing. Uh, you know, fasting. I'm, I'm fasting. You know, and I, and I want to comment on what they're doing and maybe well they should look at stuff. Yeah. But when it's in my friendship group, I try not to do it. Do you know what I mean? It is hard because every single one of those things works. Yeah. Every single one of those things, if done, if done correctly, and it and it hits the principle of the like the law of thermodynamics, like the reason keto works is because. You cut your calories. Yeah. The reason that carb cycling works is because you cut your calories. The reason that fasting works is because you cut your calories, and all these all these things. But people don't they don't take the time to learn about the kind of the principle. They just look at the methods. So there can be lots of methods. I mean, Josh, in your business, you do this. You'll 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 set out uh, like um, like a timeline of like this gets done then this gets done then you can't edit a video till you yeah, shot the video yeah you're like you can't you know like it's a project isn't it yeah yeah it's a project and it's like this i don't know you guys are very politically correct about this because i mean i'm not even in fitness industry but somebody's <laughs> like i see like you know, a fat family member telling me that they're going on to Weight Watchers again and they can eat as, m- as many potatoes soon <laughs> and I'm like some chicken as the one. But I like, I, I'm, like I'm pretty brutal I'm like I'm not I can't listen to it it's like it's just maths it's calories in versus yeah, calories yeah. out yeah, it's it. not you can't you don't tell me you can eat as many potatoes as you want because that's bollocks you cannot do that like it's not it's not rocket science like if you're going to lose weight burn more calories than you eat that's it do it over a consistent amount of time it'll drop off it's true yeah, yeah. I, I think for me it's it, family members are probably easier you know when it's your friends and it's maybe not someone you see especially at moments because we're in lockdown I'm resigned I don't want to say what I want to say but you're right it is you know and basically someone's sold them a book so they've paid money yeah. and someone's lining their own pockets by those people not understanding what calories in versus calories out means and, and I get it yeah. because it's easy to do it, I get it because it is dead easy to do to say the whole it works for me I couldn't eat our Luke, Luke eats, you know, like, and if Luke, if Luke were to say, oh, yeah, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll work, I can't do that. Mm. You know, like, and that's, it, 
and again, it's it's this whole thing of right. Do you want a quick fix? Do you want um, do you want something to be? Do you want something with longevity? Do you want some? And I think this is where it comes back down to that why or that kind of goal. Like, what's your long term goal? What's your short term goal? Like, I've got no qualms about putting somebody on a really aggressive, like, uh, nutrition protocol. Like, really super aggressive. Like, using things like fasting, using things like high days, low days. Like, I've got no qualms doing that if that person's set up for that mentally. Mm. But am I going to say, oh, you're going to be eating like this for the rest of your life? No. But if somebody needs that, if somebody needs that rapid, quick sort of like thing, if that's what's going to, if that's what's going to create the buy-in for that person, Mm. I know then that I've got them for two, three, four years beyond that because I've given them what they thought they wanted initially. And then that's just that initial buy-in. That's that hook to get them bought in. Because, yeah. like, yes, I can do this. However, then we need to taper off to this. Then we need to turn this into this. So it's like... And it's like Luke says sometimes, like, there's certain people out there, like, that you can allow to have five biscuits on a on a, on a Tuesday. Mm. But then there's other people out there that you can't have actually... Can't have any. Well, we said this last time, though, but five biscuits, I use an example, those Biscoff biscuits are 78 <laughs> calories a go, right? And they're absolutely amazing. But when, when our lass was sat there, and for those of you who know our lass, there's no to her, and she sat with a bowl of pistachios, and she's having a bowl of pistachios because she's having a clean week or whatever you want to call it, and I picked up my two Biscoffs and my cup of tea that added up to under 200 calories. And I actually made away the nuts and she had 570 calories worth of nuts. And I went, do you want them pistachios or would you not prefer a cup of tea or two? <laughs> and I'm sat there going, mm, they're gorgeous. What would you prefer? And it's relative. Mm. And if you've allowed it into your diet, you can have two biscuits, biscuits and a cup of tea and not even worry about it. But people sometimes go, I'm having nuts because I'm eating clean. But speaking of being politically correct, Josh, you've opened <laughs> something up. And I'm just looking here that... I'd, I'd seen a, a doctor talking about the admissions of people with COVID, and I've got to be really careful here, but 40% of the people who ended up in ICU were clustered as obese. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I've seen a couple of gyms put it out, and I sat on fence a little bit last night, because I wanted to cl- clarify the numbers, and I've got a mail shot going to go out this week about it, but if ever anyone wanted the why, that's it right now. And I'm not saying that if you are obese, and you're not you know judging anybody because we don't know the reasons behind that there could be all sorts of reasons but these viruses will come and go over the years and the reality is if it's not this virus it'll be something else if you are classed as obese you know it's better for you to do something about it now because Mm. we just said it's a two or three year process to go from maybe where you are healthily to get to somewhere where you feel confident and you're healthier so just you know do it over a period of time before the next before COVID-36 turns up. It's a lifestyle change, though. Isn't it? Like, that's why I think people need to see them results, like, initially. They need to see them pounds dropping off on scales or whatever. Like, that needs to be that first hook, that, like what you said, that hook. Yeah. But it's a complete lifestyle change to commit to working out every day. And it's, it, like, it's just gluttony. Like, people yeah. are fat because they're gluttonous. Like, well, I mean, there are, I mean, there are health implications out there. So there are certain medical conditions and there are certain medications that can lead to obesity. There is a genetic factor... Generally, though you're right, it's an overactive knife and fork. Yeah. So, like, so, but that goes back to what we said before about like instant gratification, gluttony. Are we like one of the most powerful things I heard about? We all drop our shopping online, not because of what you said, it's just because I don't want to order on Asda. But if you go to Asda, <laughs> like basically, unless you're buying from the outer edges, which are like fresh produce, fresh yeah, produce, yeah, yeah. if you're in the centre on the aisles, you're eating processed shit. Mm. Like, it's not that, that for me, like profound. Like, if I'm buying stuff from the centre of a, a Supermarket, not on the outrageous. I'm probably eating some shit. 
you know and yeah. then we eat from smaller plates so like we've got proper like dinner plates or we've got like side plates well we eat our meals on a side plate because we know that that's like a sufficient meal for both both of us live in our house and that's why I knew it was a, a overweight and that's just like key little factors and then I'm just making that conscious effort but people don't some people don't know that conscious do you know what's weird as well and I've only found this recently because I've read it in an article but there's all these I call them fad diets and there'll be all sorts if not now in January look mm-hmm. at it in January people oh, I need to get back in gym yeah. and you get that peak and but is I said to a lady before in fact she just signed up before lockdown and she went about some of the diets and I said all I would ask you is really simple would you prescribe that to your kids because mm. that changes the dynamic you know it's amazing how people look at treating themselves and what they do to themselves but you, you wouldn't do it to your kids so if you wouldn't advise it to your kids why would you do it to yourself because yeah. mm. what people don't realise until your kids you know uh, my little lads as we know is a little shit and he did some other week and I lost my shit with him and I really did lose my shit with him and I last said afterwards she went it's just you and afterwards I thought about it it is so he's learnt by osmosis this little brat uh-huh. was just mini me at that stage I bollocked him for it so if you grow up with bad habits look at you Lewis your dad has grown up in the health industry mm. and you know he's really well known in these parts and He's lived his life by it. The habits that your dad's got is just how you are. Mm. Because your dad has taught you good habits from being whatever age, yeah. since you were born. And that will carry on into your kids and so on and so forth. It, we all want to do what's best for his kids. So for those of us that are out there, if you want to go and do, you know, you want to fast or you want to do keto, would you do it to your kids? And if the answer's no, then look at something you would do with your kids. Because if you do it yourself, your kids will follow suit. And you'll break that, I'm going to call it that obesity uh, cycle and we've all seen bigger families and the kids are bigger well, that's because mm. the overall diet shit they're all eating mcdonald's four times a week instead of once a week or even when it used to be on your birthday didn't it do you remember when you went to mcdonald's for May, I think, for your birthday i think my mum my dad has my dad has never ever taken us into a mcdonald's and i think my mum probably took me into mcdonald's maybe well, I can probably count it on one hand. But it wore a treat, wasn't it? You went to... Mc- I'm older mm. than you lot, but McDonald's was a birthday treat for me. Like, wow, you know what I mean? I, it was a bit freaky. You go in, there's a clown stood there looking like smart out of it, you know what I mean? But outside of that... Next to a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, yeah. Black and white back then. Yeah, and you had blokes walking in front of cars with flags as well. You took a while to get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, you know, would you do it to your kids? If you've got a kid, just think about your dog, if you've got a dog. Yeah. Like, if you've got a fat dog, you take it to the vet, they're going to be like feet less walk it more that's yeah, it they're not going to say I'll have these tablets I'll put it on the you know, skinny the, jab yeah, yeah. skinny jab or you know, we, we nearly got through it without mentioning skinny uh, jab I it fucking boils my piss I saw a picture <laughs> I saw a picture what video. is that a side effect of it yeah <laughs> of that Gemma Collins again on it I've lost three stone in three years right on a skinny jab fucking go on a diet you could lose that in a year do you know yeah, what I mean I'm okay, sketching it 14 stone in a day yeah <laughs> But it is, because ultimately what this industry has done, and I've said it before, it is the only industry I know of that is completely unregulated. So we could come up with the biggest bullshit diet tomorrow, couldn't we? And we could call it Trident Shit Loss Programme and ultimately do it, and nobody's going to tell us that we've done anything wrong, are they? Mm. I mean, I I can get told off. Um, But no, um, it is. and, And I think it's a very, very tough industry because... There's no, there's no real end product because all we're doing is pretty much selling a dream. Mm. So we have somebody come in with a dream and then we say, oh yeah, you've got to do all the work to get this dream and I'm, all, I'm, all I am is a bit of a signpost. I'm just going to signpost you the best way that I can to you getting that 
to get in that dream. That's life, isn't it? People, yeah, it is, people, yeah. want, people want to be like millionaires, people want to be fucking celebrities, they want to drive a Range Rover, but they won't make, like, how many, how many of those people that say that they want it are actually going to try and do it? That's the, that, like, if you take it out of just the fitness industry, just life in general, I want a better job, but what are you doing to get yourself Yeah, yeah, what are you job? doing? Are you sat there 10 years later, are you still in that shit? And I think, I think that's where the coaching kind of comes in, because I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm bad for this, and I, I do it all the time. I did it to Chris, but people will come in with a dream that's completely, like, off the scale, like, not even, without sounding nasty, like, it's just never going to happen. It's not realistic. It's just, mm. but, yeah, but, like, completely too dreamlandy. Like, you get, I get people, like, they'll, they'll come in and, you know, like, the they might be working 50, 60 hours a week in their own business. They might have a family at home. They might be... And then they're like, right, um, yeah, I want to look like this. I want to look like this guy off Men's Health magazine. Because <laughs> it like, says you can get abs in six you know, weeks. And, on I'm that like, and I'm like, it's not happening. You know, like it's it's not it's not happening. And it's re- and I don't get any enjoyment out of that. But you know, sometimes like it's quite hard because you've got to unravel people's goals right down to the fact of how about we just make you feel better, live a bit longer, mm. make you a bit stronger. You know, and that and that kind of a, and let's see where that goes. But that, it's really difficult that, to do. That's just being morally sound, doing it as a, as like a, a professional organisation and business. Because like I know guys that have gone to, well, you'll you'll have all seen it, different gyms around the area. Like I know lads that, that don't train and have gone into a gym, spoke to local PT, and he's like, I want abs. And so I take these pills, and it's like Sam's or some man. Yeah. And like, and I remember literally like one guy showed me, and he's like, oh, I've been given. He's got like a pot belly in that don't train and he's like I've just started training last week and I spoke to this PT and he's given me these tablets and he says like I like you know I'll have abs in like a mm. month I'm like whoa <laughs> whoa he's like he said they're not steroids I went well did you check and he's like nah I went that'll be on the steroid spectrum like I'm yeah. not an expert but it sounds like something that John yeah. Jones has been popped with in the past so <laughs> it'll, be, it'll like, be Clem Buterall <laughs> yeah. but I'm like I don't understand so you've only just started training and you're going to start taking these tablets and you think you're going to get abs. I'm like, well, what are you still eating? And you're like, oh, I won't change the diet. You know, I've, I've trained twice this week. I'm like, fuck you. Well, as an example, one of my really good mates that comes in and he hasn't got a why because he comes in, he trains like anything else when he's here. He sweats, he's carrying a lot of weight at the moment and he's an ex-para. So right, I want to do this. His why's not strong enough. And he came in and his words to you were, what do you want me to buy, didn't he? And I was like, fucking sell it, he's got enough money. <laughs> sell him the lot, Joe, just give him a bit of everything. And Joe actually said, you don't need to buy up, mate. First thing you've got to do is take control of your diet. Yeah. And, and he went, what? He says, well, I, I'll do creatine, I'll take protein. And all they were doing was looking Yeah, but at it's him. different for me. Yeah, but and then I've got to do this. And and then he, I do this. He was just looking at a magic pill. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what you said morally, me, mine and Joe's morals clash. <laughs> because what I've worked out in the health industry is if you've got morals, you tend to not make as much money. <laughs> but it is because a lot of people are selling a dream. And one person I've got to say who's done it really well is James Smith, who's made an absolute killing out of it. He's got his second book out and everything else. But he's done it by basically calling a lot of PTs out on bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's time that more people did it. And I think there is a bit of a wave of independence calling bullshit out. But, you know, morally it's hard to make money out of having your morals because when you say to that client it's you that needs to fix it and keep your hand out of that biscuit tin that don't make money does it? No. Well again like I mean I look at my like it's not fitness but my business and I'm very much results driven and like if I meet a client and they're not aligned I just won't work with them Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. just say to them straight like I don't care if it's for any amount of money I'll be like no I'm not working with you because it's just not we're not 
paired up right because you know what it's like you know the amount of money's worth to grief that you get off some clients yeah. you'll see the members I'd rather if I were you I'd like if you had 20 bad members I'd let them all go just for the sake of I might have done that already. I'll, figure it, I'll figure the rest out afterwards yeah. you know you can make more money but you can't make more time and that index just You've got to put value on that, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we do. You know what I say? I think we've got a really good mix. Uh, it just in last year at gym, the percentage of females, as an example, has gone up, and it's nearly at thirty percent. Which is, you know, some of Gemma's clients have come, but we've attracted a lot of other female clients, and I think there's a really good mix out there. But there's a lot of uh, people that train well, and I think that as the gym grows, you, if you've got lots of people who know what they're doing, and I'm not saying other people haven't got the odd misconception. But it brings in more people and the amount of people who've got in touch and said, oh, I've got friends that train there and they've got results. Some of those people who've got results haven't even spoke to us. Yeah. They've just been well-educated. They've probably spent time and effort. And, and ultimately, it's the best advertising you can have is when you've got people walking out of your gym who look quite good and feel good. Yeah. Uh, it's the best advertising we can have. And so. they, they'll say, like, it's, it's all right, you guys say how good you are, but somebody else says how good you are. That's your best market material you, yeah. you can ask for. Well, there's Google reviews have gone through the roof, haven't they? And we haven't even put any posts out on that, but we've had a lot of them come in, which is good because that's unprompted. And I don't know if it's because people have checked in and then it says, would you like to recommend this place? But just before lockdown, we were having more Google reviews. And again, I think it's because people have looked at it and then go, I'll leave a review. And mm-hmm. thankfully, we haven't had any bad reviews either because generally, you know, people only leave shit reviews if mm-hmm. someone's not I'm right. going to leave one because I didn't get a brew when I got here, so... <laughs> you were late, that's why. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> barbell kitchen open, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's the option that if we've got to break any uh, lockdown rules, the barbell barista might be opening. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Baz, Lewis, what do you think then is, if you go for some advice to people who are struggling for motivation at home, so we've spoken a lot and I know that you haven't, but what would you say, if you're struggling for motivation, what would you say? Is- Do you know what I'd say? I'd say with the whole gym industry full stop, I think people believe too much that the gym's going to change them and only the gym. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of focus when coming in the gym. Now, you'll have people saying, oh, I'll go to the gym. We'll come to the gym, they'll run out the treadmill for... They'll, they'll put a timer. What, what's pointless anyway? Because you could walk for 20 minutes, you could sprint for 20 minutes. So timing without putting calories down um, and aiming for that goal of what, what you want to reach and beat that time and, and stuff like that, it's pointless. Um, and the thing is with social media and stuff nowadays, like you said earlier with magazines, people that are very good, like very good physiques, um, very popular in like Gymshack, stuff like that, they will tell people information and sell programmes without knowing the self. Now all they're doing is they're not giving off information that they used for the sale. Does that mean he agrees with you, Lewis? Or? I think you've got cosy green there. Yeah. Said about it. Do you know the the um, people see things um, saying that saying that this is possible when it really isn't. Now there'll be people like Ryan Terry who will tell people that if they eat this diet, do this sort of training, they're going to look like him. And there's only always one person, do you know, in the rock or... There's always, there's always one person that does one thing for everybody else, yep. do you know, down the line. And that's why there's these people... In the rock! <laughs> people that set these things and end up known is because they've, they've been the first person that's been able to tell the truth. And how it actually is. Yeah. Do you know, well, that's James Smith, though, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at it out of that, PT, he did exactly that. And a lot of people see things and... And that's why they come in and give these goals that aren't possible. Yeah. You know, because one person will claim it's, it's true. And like we know, social media's open now and there's a lot of movements like girls will come in and you'll see them movements that social media show 
to do this, but actually they haven't looked into it and realised that there's better movements for that muscle. It's just what you see. He's in trouble. Do you know what I'll say? And final thing. My daughter, uh, so she's 17 in December, and she was showing me some pictures of. I didn't realise how many women now we're having put implants. Mm, that's crazy. But I, I, I didn't know, and she showed me. Honestly, but you know this thing about everyone wants a booty. That the you know building up a, a stronger ass and everything else is a process. It's building blocks. It's what you said before. Mm. That the amount of women she showed me these pictures of women who've got no shape at all, and then have basically got like a bike seat strapped to their ass. Oh god! And it, it's this big thing. You know what I mean? And I look and go, that is that going back to what you said, Josh. That's that instant gratification. Yeah. They want a good ass without the three years it's going to take and then, you know, maybe better nutrients yeah. than doing it. Um, but yeah, everything's instant, in it? So, but look, uh, from a, a trident perspective, we're approaching the hour mark and I've tweeted on long enough and yeah, we all have, but um, we, we've got a couple of messages going out to you. Uh, we are going to open up next week for the under 18s, as I touched on. Um, if we can open our doors in any way, we will be doing. Um, but other than that, we'll be waiting for you on the 4th of December. Um, doors wide open and is it second yeah we got locked down on fourth didn't we is that what it was I don't yeah. know mate. we got locked down on fourth we'll be back open on the second um, and if anyone is out there that's after some guidance we've got Luke Lewis and Joe that are sat doing fuck all anyway so as we've said you know, it's, it's those little tricks to uh, keep your hand out of biscuit tin come and talk to us because even if you're in gym it's such a small percentage of your day it's what you do outside at gym that will have the positive effects so on that note, peace out from me. Yeah, and if you do want to have your hand in biscuit tin, we've just got to work it into your calories. Yeah. Right, cool. Thank you. Josh, good to have you on. Luke and Lewis, thank, thank you very much. Peace.